I have clicked record, so you may start when you are ready. Welcome to episode 203 of Shanlin on Batman. I am Justin Shanlin, and happy Batman Day to my co-host, Kyle Davis. Aquaman! <laughs> Actually, no, let's talk about Batman. <laughs> um, so on today's episode, we're just going to talk about Batman things. So, I mean, every day on this podcast is Batman Day for us, but because this is September 16th, 2023... We just want to say a very happy Batman Day for, from us to you. Hopefully, many of you are in theaters right now doing the Dark Knight trilogy. I was going to go see Batman Begins in the uh, theater today, but I forgot I had to get a haircut today. So I was like, eh. This man is prioritizing his own hair over Batman. So, um, but before we get into, uh, into some... Uh, some discussion because I like I we the last time we me and Kyle talked was so you know like I like I've been debating in my head over the last like few years what is the better Batman film is it Batman Begins or is it The Dark Knight and like we can we can talk about like our ranking since you know we've had a few Batman movies you know uh, you know come out since the last time we've done our rankings um but before we do that I want to give like a brief like rundown of Batman Day so since since July uh, 23rd, 2014, um, that was the year that uh, it was uh, Batman's 75th anniversary. So since then, there has been a Batman day every year. In 2015, it was September 16th. Uh, on, uh, on September 17, 2016 was Batman day. And then um, we've had Batman days ever since. And this is the, the 10th Batman day we've had. Since it's earliest inception. Well, happy uh, 10th anniversary, I guess. So then next year, the next year, Batman Day will be held September 21st. So tons of cool things that we've seen today. Uh, Matt Reeves tweeted about Batman Day. Didn't give any, giddy, didn't give any like updates, pictures, stills, you know, anything from the Batman 2. Didn't see anything from James Gunn today. I mean, I really haven't been paying attention that much to um um, social media in regards to those, but just a bunch of cool things here or there from, you know, different artists and different, um, people that have, you know, have had their hands in, um, the world of Batman and like, and like something I w- I've been thinking about lately. Um, I don't know about you, Kyle, but recently I, I picked up the 4k version of Batman mask of the phantasm. I don't know if Ooh. you have that. So Batman so because of Batman Day what a great great week for Batman Mask of the Phantasm I did pick it up on uh 4K and um I do have uh you know I haven't you know did the digital code but I watched it you know popped it in my PlayStation 5 and it is just beautiful just beautiful remastering of the film and there is a wonderful uh like brief 25, 26 minute like documentary on uh, the late great Kevin Conner. And that was what I was going to say. Like, you know, like it's weird to have, 
like a piece of your childhood not part of Batman Day anymore. Like right. when Mark Hamill passes away, the other half of, you know, my childhood will die because Kevin Conroy has been omnipresent since, you know, Batman animated series came out in 1993 and with Batman Mask of the Phantasm coming out, you know, it is a, uh, it was a, a beautiful, a beautiful documentary. Um, I don't think it's on YouTube yet, but very, very just kind of like talked about, you know, how they struggled to find, you know, uh, the right uh, person to don the cape and cowl in uh, in Batman, uh, the animated series. And um, just re like really a good retrospective. You know, Paul Dini was there. Bruce Tim, Andrea Romano were there. You know, other people, other – I can't remember everyone off the top of my head that was there. But those were the big uh, heavy hitters. And it just kind of talked about Kevin Conroy and his and his career. There were, there were, old, there were old interviews that Kevin Conroy did um, where they kind of like spliced together. Like basically you've kind of like already seen these things. Like it wasn't, wasn't any quote unquote new footage, um, from, you know, uh, Kevin Conroy, like, like they didn't, they it's didn't like the go. ultimate compilation of Kevin Conroy stuff. No, it was, it was like one interview, but it was kind of like, it's kind of like things that you kind of like already heard him saying, dude, like they, they didn't sit him down. You know, and like obviously, you know, when the, I'm sure when they were working this, you know, Kevin was probably unavailable because he was pretty ill at the time. But with that being said, um, one of our lucky fans, if you are listening to this podcast, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do is I'm going to give away a free copy of Batman Mask of the Phantasm on 4K Ultra HD. And it comes with a digital code. All you have to do is listen to this episode and then at the end, like Kyle's gonna have some uh, some uh, code word, a secret word, a secret a, phrase, or something. A secret word or secret phrase. And all you gotta do is uh, is uh, is say that word and retweet, um, retweet this uh, this episode from when we when we drop it on our, our on our socials, and uh, we will we will mail it to you. I'll I'll have you. I will DM you. Um, and then uh, that you are the winner, and then I'll just get some information for you. All that's all you got to do. You just got to listen to this episode, and then just hit the retweet button, and then you can uh, you can have a free copy, an unopened like look like just Kyle. It's unopened, right? There's it's, it's still got the can the, the you, viewers you, can't see it, but if they have any faith in my word, it is un it is sealed like brand new. So I will send that to you. I will like just oh, that's all you got to do. So a nice little giveaway for Batman Day. Just just our appreciation for you listening to this podcast um, and, you know, just hitting the retweet. The only thing the only other thing I guess I would me and Kyle would ask of you is when you get your copy, just tweet that just tweet a picture with uh, you. Uh, you can like take a selfie with it. You can just say, hey, no. We, we have, you know, we got it and everything. So just so because we want that from you. Um, we and we really want to do, you know, like give a, give back to the community that's given us so much. So but just a free free copy. Like I said, it's beautiful. It's sealed. You're going to get you're going to get an updated version, a 4K version of Mask of the Phantasm. And what you're going to get is a digital copy. So you can watch it on, you know, if you stream it on Voodoo or movies anywhere or i don't know what's the other what's the other streaming service i just use voodoo so um yeah voodoo's the one i know pretty well i don't i'm not familiar with the others so so that's that's it from from that but 
if you have not picked up your copy of Batman Mask of the Phantasm and you are unable to be victorious in our giveaway, um, highly recommend it. Um, Kyle said that uh, he was going to pick up a version at some point. Not sure when. Right, <laughs> Eventually. Kyle? But like when you're talking about that, I was like, man, like it almost sounds like it's worth buying just for the, the extra stuff on it. Like, I mean, like the, the remastered version of the movie is just a bonus. Right. I, I don't think there's any, I don't, I, I didn't check to see if there was any like commentary tracks or anything, but it just, it looks beautiful. They did a really good job with the remaster. I mean, you get a free digital code um, and you can redeem the digital code, my version of it till 930 of 2025. Um, and then, uh, and then like, it just like the artwork, artwork looks really cool. But but for me anyway, the big takeaway other than the film was the 25, 26 minute, you know, like retrospective on the great late and uh, great the late great Kevin Conroy. Like I said, it's just it's weird to say you know the late and great Kevin Conroy. So uh, so with that, let's let's get on some like uh, move away from the somber note and let's get into. Oh, like like a little debate, if you will, between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And like, I, you know, like recently I've been really like trying to dive into like what is the better like what is the better Batman movie? What's not what's the better film? But what's oh, yeah. the better Batman? I was going to ask for the distinction on that because it does affect my answer. Because because <laughs> because I think everyone across the board. I mean, and I thought about doing the Dark Knight Rises, but like for me, I don't know, I can't say speak for you, Kyle, but for me, as much as I like the Dark Knight Rises when it came out in 2012, like for me, it's kind of aged as an age. So, like, so like my personal quiet, my personal issues with Rises to the side, I think it's unanimous that that's the weakest film of the trilogy, right? Am I wrong in that? I would say so. I don't well, know. Okay. I don't know very many people that are like Rises is the best. I think most people either put it like in the middle or at the bottom of the three. I think one of our listeners, Drew Keese, would say that uh, that uh, that Dark Knight Rises is the best version. So, but that's his opinion. We respect that. We respect the opinions of others. What? So before before we talk, we get into you know Batman Begins or the Dark Knight. I feel like because it's Batman Day and the Dark Knight trilogy is back in theaters for today. What 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 are your beef? What's your beef with the Dark Knight Rises? What are the things that you enjoy about it? Um, because I mean, I'm sure you saw it more than once in theaters, right? I think I only went and saw it once, but like I, I, I do own it. I've I've seen it. I got home a couple of times, but um. Well, okay. When was the last time you watched the Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's probably been about two or three years. So it's it's pretty fresh in your memory then. Somewhat. I mean I mean I can't remember what I did last week, so you know, mileage may vary, but (laughs) (laughs) so big like what? (laughs) What is he talking about? Oh, I was supposed to watch this movie. Um um, so yeah, what's your, what's your, for me, the opening of the film is amazing. I think the opening of a paint plane sequence is a really well done. It kind of really brings us in, but, but to you, what, what is, what are the strong points of the film? What are the weak points of the film before we get into the, cause I think me and you agree that of the three, you know, the dark Knight rises is the quote unquote weakest part of the trilogy, but the, for, for, 
for us anyway, like, you know, like I would, I think we'd rather watch, you know, the dark Knight rises over like justice league or, you know, um, suicide squad or, uh, you know, what's the birds of prey and the fantabulous long title that no one can ever remember. The emancipation of one Harley Quinn, Justin, come on. (laughs) I saw that was the last movie I saw before the pandemic. (laughs) So uh, I tried, I've tried to erase that from my memory as much as I can. Uh, fair enough. But yeah, so the dark Knight rises, it's kind of a, kind of a contentious movie. Uh, but if I had to like really pick out what I think the strongest elements of that movie are, I do have to give a lot of credit towards some of the writing of the movie. I think, um, the way the film wraps up at the end, like the the send off with Batman, Alfred, and those characters, I think that's really really well done. Uh, even the, I guess you could say the the, the tease, the kind of like the, the promise that uh, there is now a Robin to kind of like watch over Gotham in Batman's stead is is really good. Um, and throughout the movie, I think kind of a kind of the issues that Bruce has to deal with, like him having to learn to get back up, learn to, you know, deal with the trauma of what happened in the previous movie, the, you know, the Don, the Cape once again, and then obviously later uh, find a way to get out of the pit. I think all that's really well done. A lot of my issues with the film kind of stem from everything else around that. Like I find some of the writing, the reasons for like why events happen, be kind of contrived, not very believable. There's like, plot holes. That, there's plot there's, holes. There's there's a lot of plot holes in the movie, <laughs> and then there's just stuff where like if you really think about it, you're just like that. That doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> like why why are, why is the Gotham PD sending every single cop in the city underground? <laughs> that wasn't even my biggest. Plot. <laughs> like that's one, and then there's like a lot of live issues. Like Talia's plan to be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna trap Bruce Wayne in a relationship, and then I'm gonna betray him at the last moment. Is really stupid. That's still not even my biggest. That's not even my biggest. But continue. No. What would your biggest gripe of it be? I'm well, curious well, be, now. Be, before we get into that, were there any were there any other you know high spots, low spots for you in The Dark Knight Rises before we start debating between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight? Uh, this is more of a Christopher Nolan issue than a Dark Knight Rises specific issue, but I do find the sound mixing in the film to be a little little miss like i do find it to be the hardest of the three films to like actually listen to like some of the dialogues feels very mm-hmm. muffled hard to listen to some of the music it's is even, it's even worse loud because i remember going to see you know the opening prologue you know in imax like months before it came out and you could not understand what bane said at, <laughs> in the like if you there, you can go to the you. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. Like you can literally go to YouTube and see like and listen to the differences between you know the first sound mix and the second sound mix. And there, like the second sound mix, you're like, oh my god, like this is way better. Like a night and day difference. Man, so. and, and Tom Hardy's Bane is a thing I'm a little bit mixed on. Like I think he looks the part really well. I think he has some iconic lines. Mm-hmm. When you can actually like understand what he's saying, <laughs> but yeah, like like there are just, there are just moments where I found myself quoting stuff from that movie, and a lot of them are Bane lines. But then the rest of it's just kind of like eh, eh, what whatever. It's epic though, right? Like when you'd say it's pretty epic though. It's, it was an epic film. 
Well, yeah, but my problem with that is because he's going for this really epic, like, oh, this is, you know, like this is going to be a fight for all the marbles. It doesn't feel very Batman-y like. Like the movie ends up feeling more like a like a war post-apocalyptic survival type of movie rather than a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. If that makes I any mean, sense. That's kind of like what he said he was trying to do, right? Yeah. Like there's interviewers like I like the first one was about, you know, fear, the second one's about escalation, and then the third one it's about like war. Like I wanted to do like a origin tale, and the second one I wanted to do like a crime thriller, and the third one I wanted to like really go into like war epic. Okay. Type of and, thing, so you know, considering that's what he was going for, then I, I guess he succeeds. But it's just not <laughs> my, it's just not my preference. Right. Um. So for me, I think like like I said, the like I don't have issues with the sound mix. I know that's kind of like a thing with Chris Nolan, and I know people like well, I remember listening to, you know, trying to understand things in Oppenheimer's. Like I guess I didn't have those issues. Um. There were the, there was like one or two sequences. I was like, what did. He, they say in Oppenheimer, but there were definitely more issues in the Dark Knight Rises in comparison. Um, well, hey, Justin, clearly the answer was he said it's Oppenheimer time. <laughs> Do you remember that line at the end of the Dark Knight Rises where Bane's like, "So you've come to you know save your city," and he goes, "I've come to stop you." I was like, "What?" <laughs> Batman's like, "Screw the city! I just want to punch you." So my issues with the film. So I really think like I think that the acting is probably the I mean, the acting is super strong in this film from everyone. You have some really iconic moments between Bruce and Alfred. You have iconic moments between Bruce and uh, Lucius, you know, just really strong acting. Whereas, you know, my problem with the, the third one is the pace of everything I have problem with the action and then like the plow. So let's let's talk about the pace. So and Batman Begins the Dark Knight, the movie, the movie just kind of zips through. Like in Batman Begins, you're kind of it's the non-linear plot, you know, devices that he has throughout the film. So it's like zipping through and it's really well done. There's not a moment that's missed. And it there it always felt like the pace of the film was perfect. It was on point in regards to, you know, what they were trying to do with Batman Begins, where you have, you know, the beginning, you know, you you know, uh, you know, Bruce falls into the well, and then you you get flown forward. You know, where Bruce is, you know, in his twenties, almost thirty, probably, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he's in prison. And then, you know, they do, you know, they do the you know, where he goes to train, and then it's back, you know, with Bruce and his father, you know, at the, you know, where both his parents get gunned down and then it, it flashes forward and you're kind of going back. And then after like the first hour or so, it's kind of like a pretty straight linear plot mm. where things that were things are kind of like really well done. The dark Knight just zips through. There's not like it just, once it hit, once it starts, it just goes with the dark Knight rises. And I noticed this when I watched, you know, the, the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises with my students. Cause I've done both. You know, I, re- I did the Dark Knight one day and then I did the Dark Knight Rises the other day, well, like another day, but not like I'm like, you know, like back to back. But just basically like the film, the Dark Knight Rises is slower. Yeah. Like it doesn't zip into the story. There's a lot of exposition. And I wouldn't say unneeded exposition, but there's just not a lot of things that happen 
in comparison to the first two films. Like the you know, you had the right. super it's, excited. It's like, all right, we need to you know, we need to get Bane in here, and we need Bane to start doing stuff, but we can't just immediately jump to him like blowing up the stadium. You know, we, we got to build up to that. So we need uh, we need the other characters to, to to do stuff in the meantime. But they don't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like Bruce, Bruce, you kind of like find out, okay, Bruce kind of like gave up the cape and the cowl because he lost his girlfriend, which I thought was a tired plot device that was used in Batman Forever. Like Batman Forever, like Bruce like falls in love with Chase Meridian and wants to give up the cape and the cowl. Bruce in The Dark Knight Rises, you know, I don't know. That, I think that was like, – I think we've had this conversation before where you're where – you're, where you're like that was a huge issue for me. Is like Batman wouldn't stop being Batman because he lost someone that he loved. I no, mean, he, like like I understand, you know, Rachel is a childhood friend. He 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 really loved her, but it's like that's what he's fighting for. Like Batman fights to protect other people so that that doesn't happen to him. And he's just like, oh well, I guess I failed. I'll just go become a cripple and hide in my room for seven years. <laughs> Right, right. And so like the first like the first hour, if you remember correctly, it's just, you know, there's action kind of like in between. So you have, you know, the the, the opening plane heist and then they're they're at, you know, Wayne Manor, they're at the party, and then the next action set piece is with Selena and the police, and then they go into the sewer, and then like Batman isn't Batman again until the um until like an hour into it and so i think i said the pacing was an issue right and then i said the second thing was the action right would that be correct like to me the action the dark knight rises is bloated it's like it's slowed down like like if you look at the action sequences and batman begins the dark knight like things are zipping through but like the like the bat pod chase and the dark knight rises it just felt like the bat pod was going like seven miles an hour. It wasn't doing anything. Like, it, like, am I wrong? Did it feel like it was like zipping through and everything? Like in the so, so, so like mean, I, can't, I can't remember what the bat pod sequence was like in Rises, but I do remember the one from The Dark Knight. That that is a good chase scene. No. Yes, yeah, so that was a great chase sequence, and then you and Batman Begins. You had another, you had the 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 tumbler chase sequence through mm-hmm. Gotham City. Like it just felt like the action was bloated it wasn't like it wasn't like edited really well together or whatever it just felt like i don't know like for whatever reason it like i know that no one kind of gets like he's not it doesn't seem like he's interested in action sequences and i could definitely feel that i mean the fight sequence you know between batman and bane in the middle of the movie was really great it just it doesn't seem like like all the onus for the first film specifically was bruce heavy batman heavy and the second film was was bruce batman and the joker then this one kind of just felt like it's like everything like gotham was kind of like more of a character for like like than bruce the movie's about gotham and not batman right like and like if you look at the breakdown of the time that you know batman's in the film it's very limited it's like of the three it's the least amount of batman in the film and th- so like the so i said the pace the action and the third one is like the plot holes like i know that you had problems with you know um what were your issues with the plot holes again like can you rename them oh god uh so i, I think like talia's whole plan feels like a plot hole um what else was there? Uh, Bane's like you father, say, you father get, type 
relationship with her also feels weird. And then, and then you said the police, uh, police, the police. Yeah, the police have so them go my, underground. So my issue with the plot is remember that they were they shut down all of Gotham. No one could get in. No one could go out. Right. Except for Batman, who just magically right. appears. <laughs> that was I'm just like, I'm like, what? And like, I when I was watching it, I was like, I didn't catch up on it until like the second time. I'm just like, wait. They, Bane said that anyone that comes in or goes out is going to get, you know, like, like everything's going to like, they're yeah. going to blow Gotham to hell. But it's, it's like, like, not I'm, even that, like it, in the context of the movie, we have uh, Batman escaping from the pit. And then showing up in Gotham. Now, it's okay that there's a time skip, but we have to remember he somehow managed to get back to Gotham, get his bat suit, like sneak into the city while he was trapped halfway across the world with no money. Right. <laughs> now, I know he's Batman he, and he could probably find a way to get back there. But he's bankrupt, remember? Like he bank- he's bankrupt. Yeah, he's, he's not rich Bruce Wayne anymore. He's, he's middle class Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's lower to, he's upper middle class, lower middle, upper class. middle class. For sure. <laughs> it's upper middle class. Yeah. It's just like, all right, we need Batman to get back to Gotham. So, uh, the, the, the power of off screen magic. He's the only one to ever get to keep his house, his mansion. <laughs> Cause that's the first thing that they're going to sell in bankruptcy court. Is that you would think? Yeah. <laughs> this, this, Hundred-year-old like castle that's probably worth like one hundred and five million dollars. That's not the first. Nope, thing. Yeah, he he can keep that, and uh, he and Alfred can keep living there. It's but fine. like, but like the idea that he somehow magically is able to get right back into, um, the city. Just I was like, that makes no sense because, like, I remember like the the air force is flying planes kind of like around the city, if you remember correctly. Like they're like, you know, the president, the, the president or someone's like or someone in the CIA or FBI is like, all right, like start reconnaissance flights, you know, or someone in the middle of the military. And like the next thing like you see, like the Air Force flying right, their jets. Yeah. It's like there, there's a terrorist with a nuclear device in the city. We should probably do something about that. And then it just like <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Like like that would have been a great sequence for Alfred to show up because like that's what he did. Right. Like in Batman Begins, Alfred shows up with like his jet and everything and kind of like makes that quippy line like, you know, like you can borrow the rolls, like just leave it with a full tank of gas or something like that. Like it just well, like for well, Justin, I, that's why he said he failed him at the end of the movie. Duh. <laughs> he, he failed him. He failed him. All right. So, so like, and like, I thought that I, that was my huge issue. Like, that was such a glaring plot hole. I'm just like, the, it's just to me, like the verisimilitude that they were able to kind of establish in Batman Begins and the Dark Knight was like everything kind of like makes sense. Like, there's 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 reasons for everything happening. There's no real major plot holes. Right. Now, there's a plot even, hole. In, now, like, and, even if there was a plot hole of some kind in the Dark Knight, it's. Kind of like, well, the Joker is all about chaos, so of course he's going to like make stuff not make sense necessarily. He's just doing stuff well, there, randomly. No, there's a plot hole in Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. So the plot hole in Batman Begins is the microwave emitter, right? Like, like it vaporizes the water supplies. But aren't our bodies made up of like almost 80% of water? So wouldn't that kill yeah. everyone? It would kill everybody, yeah. So so there's a plot hole for that one. And the plot hole in the Dark Knight. Also in, the, in Begins, didn't they like already have the material in the water, right? Like the the whatever who's put in the water was already in it for a while. 
Yeah, they they they'd been pour they'd been pouring. So that are we up. are we supposed to assume that nobody in the city of Gotham is using a microwave to cook any kind of food? <laughs> Nobody's heating up their tea or coffee in a microwave. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> but um, so and then the in the Dark Knight, the plot hole is if you remember correctly. So there's a there's a still of the Joker in the back of a car. And he's got his hands kind of like I know you can't see me, but his hands are kind of like together like this. Kyle can see me, so yeah. But if you remember correctly, there's that scene, and in the script, it kind of like you know he says he says something, and you know whatever happened at the party, whatever he goes, well, it's all part of the plan type of a thing. So that's in the uh, script. I've read the script page. I know that 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 scene was shot. Um, it just didn't make it into the final cut of the film. So, but if you remember about the penthouse sequence where where. Uh, the Joker shows up to Bruce's party that they're celebrating Harvey Dent. Batman goes and saves Rachel. So what, what does the Joker do? Did he just leave? He's like, oh, Batman's <laughs> gone. Let's go get it. Let's go get drive through and McDonald's. I'm bored. <laughs> Who wants some McDonald's? <laughs> He's hungry all of a sudden. He's like, oh, there goes Batman. I guess I should just leave. Like, or did he kill everyone? I mean, I mean, that one feels kind feels like the least egregious of all of them it's like yeah he's up in the penthouse but i mean sure he, he leaves he finds a way to leave it's that that to me seems less of a stretch than batman yeah, like I showing it. up halfway across the world <laughs> so but the, to me like for me the dark knight rises is the weakest because of those th- three reasons but the plot the like the barista militude and i i stress that because that's a dick downer thing you know, like dick you know and christopher nolan really really looked to superman the movie to kind of like it just felt like the writing, they were so the the writing, the narrative, and all the pl- the plot from the first one, and the second one were so well put together, and everything kind of like meshed, and everything was like perfectly like like a fine tune like you know uh, dial on a clock was you know just winding and winding and winding. But this one just kind of felt like things kind of like like those things those rules were kind of thrown out the window with this one. It's like, all right, it's the third one. Let's go make a let's go make a bunch of money and like, oh, okay, you know, there's plot holes. So, but that's my those are my issues with the Dark Knight Rises. Now, on to the main event. Batman Begins, Other Dark Knight, and it's the question is which is the better Batman film? Now, I posted on I posted on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. You know, of these four Batman movies, which is your favorite? I said Batman 89. I said Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I said Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. And overwhelmingly, of the 17 people who voted, if you have not voted, vote, please. We want this. We want, we're curious what your thoughts are. The Dark Knight wins. But my question to you, Kyle, which is the better? I'm not asking which is the better film. Okay. Which is the better Batman movie, Batman film. Yeah, I'm glad that you made that distinction because – if you ask me which one is the better film, I'm going to say The Dark Knight. But yes. if we were specific talking about like Batman film, what makes Batman who he is and how it's portrayed on the screen, I have to go with Begins. I think I think the way the origin is told in that movie is really great. It covers like every uh, nuance of the death of his parents and why like what what inspired him to become Batman, you know, why he's embracing fear of all tropes or themes for his character and how he's using that to fight back against all the crime that's uh, riddling Gotham 
And of course, like the Riddler. Riddling. How cool would it have been if Christopher Nolan had tackled the Riddler? Well, he was originally supposed to with, uh, with, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Like that was the original plan. And like everyone was like pointing to that direction because he just worked with Leonardo DiCaprio and like, and like I've heard this from a few people that were working at Warner Brothers at the time, but apparently him and Leo never got along during Inception. Ah. So anyway, but continue. Yeah. So, I because of the the, uh, the origin in Batman Begins is really well done. I I really like for that, but I think um, him having to in a way like battle against his mentor, Raja Ghoul and kind of overcome that. It's kind of a trope, you know, the, the student surpassing the master type of thing. But mm-hmm. I think because of that, it really works in the film. Uh, there's almost like a, like a, like a martial arts ninja type of vibe to the movie because of that, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. I, I, to me, it, it really just touches on like all the different aspects of Batman, like his origin what he like what his philosophy is why he does what he does like i think it just captures all that really fantastically while having a good story good characters so, so but but i guess my so batman begins is the best batman film but aren't there more iconic batman moments in the dark knight i guess it depends on your definition of iconic batman moments because Batman begins begins has its moments too for sure. And I'm just playing I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like that's my because I thought I thought you were gonna say the Dark Knights. So I was like, oh I got this great, you know, bat, why Batman begins well, no, better. No, let me let me clarify. The Dark Knight is my preferred movie, just like in general. But for me, that's more of a crime movie that happens to have Batman in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's more like a, a line that, uh, lines of uh, like a heat or or something like that than a, a Batman movie. But it is good. It's very good. Um, and so, so the, what, what are your thoughts? Where does, where does Batman begins of superhero origin films? Where does it rank? Cause we've had so many Superman, it's not Superman, so many superhero origin films, you know, you got Iron Man, you got Superman, the movie, you got Green Lantern. Wait, what? <laughs> the, the what now? <laughs> <laughs> you got, um, you got, uh, you got all three Wolverine movies. You know what's the what's the one called where it's like just like where he plays he, he fights like a weird Deadpool at the end of the movie. X Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, what a what a dumpster fire that is. You got the you got the Punisher. Like so, you got two. You got the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Then I, I really like the Thomas Jane Punisher. I think the Punisher War Zone's pretty horrible. Um, I'm trying to think what other. You got the, you got the two Hulk movies. So you got the Incredible Hulk and then the Hulk. Um, you got X Men, but that to me, X Men, the first X Men doesn't feel like an origin film. No, not not really, because the team's like already a thing, right? Like, yeah, it's more like a Wolverine and uh, Rogue are joining us now. Mm-hmm. Um, what other kind of like origin film? I mean, Spider Man, and then you got the Amazing Spider Man. There's a lot of Spider Man origin films. <laughs> so, um, where does where does Batman Begins rank for you in origin films? I'm gonna say it's near the top. Not because it's necessarily like the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's really good. I already said it's like my favorite Batman film in a, in a way 
Uh, it's just that a lot of origin movies drop the ball. And like either they're not faithful to the original source material or they're like trying to come up with a weird convoluted story to quickly explain why, how they get their powers. And then like, all right, we need to fight. We need you to fight a, a clone of yourself, you know, basically an enemy of the same powers. It's, there's a lot of that. So I, I'm going to put it in the top. But if I had to pick my favorite origin film, I think I still got to go with the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Really? I think that I think I think that 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 movie, as good as it is, that it messed up the final climactic ending. I think that the film, as great as it is, I think that the the parade sequence should have been at the end of yeah. the film. And yeah, that, that, that seems like more of a climactic the ending, finish. The ending of Spider-Man between. Uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man was pretty small, but I would say uh, I'd say of the origin films that we've seen, I think it's it's a tie between Superman the movie and Batman Begins because mm-hmm. I feel like Superman the movie kind of kicked off the the superhero genre, and then Batman Begins kind of like turned the superhero genre on its head again. You know, you had Batman '89 come out, then you had Spider-Man, then you had X-Men, and then. And then Batman Begins, Chris Nolan was able to kind of really just elevate the entire genre. So, and like, and, and, and to talk about, you know, my preferences between which is the better Moo Batman film, I think Batman Begins is. Because you get, you get the kind of, you get the, not only are you getting the origin story, you're kind of getting all the characters kind of like, I, I wouldn't say definitive versions of them. So Gordon, Alfred. But you're getting like you're getting a I wouldn't say like a good first taste. Like it just like you know the the interaction between Gordon and Batman and Batman Begins. You know I felt like that was more defined. Like they're kind of continuing on it the the definitions. You know what their roles between the relationship between the two of them. Um, between the two mm-hmm. um, and begins and then they kind of continue on but you know you're really getting some really wonderful scenes between Gordon and Bruce and Gordon and Batman and I really like the I, th- I just think that the idea of Batman like them kind of like defining the de- the definitive version of Batman's origin because it really at that point hadn't been like all right, this is kind of what happened, right? Because there have been some comics that kind of yeah. like touched on his origin. Like, like obviously, there's different comic versions, but then like in the actual films themselves, there's some pretty big departures. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. it really does a really good job of defining. All right, here here's like our version of that, and we're gonna elevate it. Where he goes and trains, and he, you know he's you know, but it's not just a training. Like, if you remember correctly, like, he kind of, like, tries to understand the criminal element, right? Like, that scene where he is being, you know, kind of, like, he's being, like, uh, like, he's being uh, detained. That's the word I was looking for when, you know, he steals from his own company. I thought, like, that was a really, like, like, just, like, the writing of that was really well done. It just, like, it just, like, Batman Begins just feels like the definitive Batman live action film. Like it just felt more like a Batman movie than the Dark Knight did, and like as much as I love the Dark Knight, if you take out the Joker of the Dark Knight, is that movie as good? No. 
you if you put the Dark Knight into Batman Begins, the ba- Batman Begins is still great. It's just elevated. Like it, let, let, and the reason I'm saying that, like, if you took out the Joker of in the Dark Knight and you put in the Riddler, it's not going to be as good. You that's, know, that's, you know, like if you took the Dark Knight and changed the characters, they're no longer Batman and the Joker, but they're just like a generic uh, crime fighter and some other clown makeup villain. Mm-hmm. It's still a really good movie. It still works. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But. If you did the same thing to Batman Begins, you know, like a generic crime fighter and uh, ninja master guy, it's not as good. <laughs> it doesn't well, feel as as true to to the form. And I would I would agree with you on that. Um, I just I just think like if you if you remove that element of the Heath Ledger's version of the Joker from that, you're not getting a definitive characterization of Batman. You know what I'm saying? And where I think where you where you have Batman and Batman begins, you know, you have the conflict of Bruce. Like, all right, here's my mentor. Like, he's here's a father figure to me. I've always wanted to have like a father figure in my life. Alfred, you know, Alfred kind of is that father figure for him, but his his role in Bruce's life isn't as intimate as you know the Rachel Gould or, or the Ducard was. In Batman Begins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you kind of see uh, Rachel Gould kind of take Bruce under his wing and wanting, you know, wanting him to do, you know, to go further, become a member of the League of Shadows. But then he's kind of like conflicted of those things. And then he he figures out his mission. So I just think I just think that the way that, you know, and then like kind of like putting all the toys together, which was really cool, you know, putting together like the the tumbler, you know, going to, you know, Wayne Enterprises and, you know, having, you know, applied sciences kind of R&D, all that stuff for him and kind of putting things together. And, you know, what's the symbol stand for? You know, what what are what are what is my motivation? What are those things? Mm-hmm. Everything's super well defined in Batman Begins. And then you also have two three four really great villains in that film as well you know he's tra- he has to go and take out falcone he has to go and deal with racial ghoul he's got to put an end to you know the scarecrows you know um fear toxin but he uh, but you also have you know you know the you know you have victor zaz you have the gotham police department you know there's a lot of things that batman has to go through to kind of clean up gotham city I mean, The Dark Knight is the definitive film, right? Like that is of of the three, it's the best Batman film next to probably Mask of the Phantasm, right? I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but Batman Begins feels like the best Batman film of of like and like I I'd say like Mask of the Phantasm and Batman Begins are like neck and neck and it's just like yeah. whichever one I'm watching during that time period or during that day is kind of like where I'm at um I mean I like for me personally you can throw Batman Begins the Dark Knight Mask and the Phantasm all into a blender and they're they're all like a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10 they're not, they're all just great great movies you can watch pretty much any day of the week and and another thing to think about too, like if if let's say someone else played the Joker in the Dark Knight and it wasn't Heath Ledger, is that film as good? It depends, because uh, I mean I'm sure somebody else 
could step the into the role and there, have a really right? good performance, the but there. The, the, the Heath script. Ledger's performance is so iconic that I have a hard time imagining what somebody else's would look like. Right, right. Like, and people are like, well, would Dan, Daniel Day-Lewis could do it. Maybe. But, like, it felt like Heath Ledger was born to play the Joker in Chris Nolan's Batman film. If you had Adrian Brody or Paul Bettany, you know, some of the people that were rumored to, like, be, you know, in the running to play the Joker in The Dark Knight. You know, could they have done a good job? Sure. Like, Paul Bettany's really good. Adrian Brody, you know, is an Academy Award-winning actor. Could have done a really good job. And I would just say that Adrian Brody probably looks most like the Joker. Like, when you think of Heath Ledger, you don't think someone who, like, oh, like, he could play the Joker. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you remove Heath Ledger and, pl- and plug another person in as the Joker, I think that's the – there's so many things that – fall on the shoulders of Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. That if you remove the Joker from that film and you remove Heath Ledger's Joker from the film, it's not as definitive. And that is not a slight against the film. I think Chris Nolan did a wonderful job. The IMAX, the action sequences, the way it was cut, the ending, the opening, you know, where when Rachel dies, you know, like that like the entire theater for me, for my theater was, you know, completely silent when Rachel, you know, gets blown up, you know, you know, you got Harvey Dent who was in the film. I wish, I wish they would have continued on with Harvey Dent in the third film, but you kind of see what they're kind of trying to do with it. Um, But like I said, if you take out Heath Ledger, if you take out the Joker, does that hinder the film? Does it make it as iconic as it is? And I would say it, it, it takes away from the aura that surrounds that film. Because of those elements that were baked into that process. Whereas Batman Begins, you just have a really good movie that, you know, you can lose Rachel Ghoul and plug someone else in. You could plug Bane in to be that, you know, you could lose Scarecrow and you could put Matt Hatter in. The movie is about Bruce, it's about Batman. Whereas The Dark Knight felt like, and I guess that's what I've been trying to say this entire time is everyone just like turned off, the, you know, listening to us like, fuck this guy. <laughs> These guys so, don't know what they're talking about. They have no clue. Like the Dark Knight's the greatest thing of all time. Um, but like I said, like you can take those elements out. It's still about Bruce's journey. It's still about Bruce trying to reconcile, you know, him, him on that fateful day where he's kind of like, you know, blaming himself for his parents' murder. And then you you have those, you have those uh you have those scenes, you know, the flashbacks of him and him and his father, you know, when Bruce is a young child, and you hear that little piano, and it's kind of like Bruce's dad has, you know, the whatever that's called, you know, putting up to, you know, the chest of Bruce Wayne, and Bruce kind of hears his heartbeat and everything. Is that a stethoscope? Is that what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think that's a the thing you used to listen to heartbeats. Um, so like those things, it, like it just what's baked into the movie it has nothing to do with the villains everything has to do with bruce bruce's journey from getting from being young bruce to the point of him becoming the iconic figure of batman begin batman at the end of batman begins and then you have the card flip at the end the kind of like oh my god the joker's gonna be in the sequel so a ton of things kind of baked in 
Um, but I mean, would you would you agree? Like, do you agree that if you take out the Joker, or do you agree that if you took out, you know, Rachel Ghoul, you took out Scarecrow, just plugged another, you know, villain in it, still just about, still just I, about. I mean, for the most part, if you take these films and like replace any of the characters, there's definitely a risk that it's a lesser film as a result. But I do think the Dark Knight in particular would be damaged by doing something like that, like. And, and, and like, and I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Like, Batman Begins is very much a story about Bruce Wayne becoming the Batman, mm-hmm. whereas The Dark Knight is more about Batman and his complex relationship with villains, <laughs> especially it's, the Joker. It's kind of, it's kind of like, like you said, like it's his relationship, but it's also his relationship with who he is. As Batman, right? Like, all right, yeah. so now he's he's Batman, and then what does that this mean for a city? What does this mean for society as a whole? Because it's asking all those complex questions of, you know, where what is a vigilante's role in society? Like, you have all these police officers that are getting killed. You have these other people that are getting killed by the antithesis of this Cape Crusader, right? And so he's wrestling with that, which is a very iconic idea to have in regards to who Batman is and what his role it should be in society where he's wrestling like, I can't do this anymore because of all these people that are dying. But then again, he wants to give up being Batman because Harvey Dent's there. But and he realizes at the end of the film that he needs to endure, and that's what Alfred says. But then he kind of quits. It's kind of like a weird, like they kind of wrote themselves into like a weird thing at the end there. I mean, the ending's iconic. Don't get me wrong, like the way that that film ends, but the, but the, but the thread, how it's threaded into the third film, like to me, to me, Batman would never give up being. Batman because his girl like I thought that the, the way that they were going is like all right now we're gonna get an iconic like this is why Gordon Gordon has to be the way he is with Batman like going forward and like the Gotham City Police Department has its issues and the city of Gotham has its issues with Batman because Harvey Dent's dead like Batman killed Harvey Dent and like you're gonna have like Bullock in the film and Montoya in the in the film and they kind of went like this other route where it's kind of like all right like sure Batman quote-unquote killed but you, you know like still because because Batman quit like he doesn't have that. I mean, there is that sequence, you know, where that one guy is kind of like, we're going to get the Batman. Like, he would do you want to, you know, do you want to stop a robber? The man who killed Harvey Dent. I'm just like, Can, can't you do both? Like, it's a big <laughs> yeah. police department. Like, does everyone have to be going after Batman? No, we need everybody to do it. So, like, like to me, Batman Begins is just, it's about Bruce. It's about Bruce's story. It's about – there's so many moments in the film that are just definitive versions of the character we love. It was like it was like literally watching Mask of the Phantasm, but like they're like, all right, we love Mask of the Phantasm. We can't do Mask of the Phantasm, you know, like you know, shot for shot like a Zack Snyder would do. So can we just make it kind of like Mask of the Phantasm? 
like there's love and all that stuff. There's origin and everything. Like where does it, where does the Batmobile come from? You know, how does he make these toys? And it's just like cool to kind of like see all that stuff, you know, put together. And I am personally for me, like, like, and I don't know if like you want me to share this, but I can share this if you want, like my, like getting to see it with my dad and everything. Like I can talk about that if you want. No, you, you can totally go into that. So, so I remember that summer and I've, I've talked about this on Twitter or X a couple times that summer, Herbie fully loaded came out. If you remember correctly. <laughs> so it's 2005 Herbie fully loaded came out and my dad saw Batman 89 and Batman returns. And, uh, he like, I think, I think my dad's kind of like a, like a closet fan of Batman but like I don't know if he came if you ever saw Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, but there's like there's this aura after Batman and Robin came out like Batman the Batman movie franchise is dead, um, and so my dad had taken my sister to see Herbie Fully Loaded. My sister's younger than me, so it's 2005. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm a sophomore in high school. I finally can drive. And so me and my friend went and saw Batman Begins and like I had no expectations. I was like, just give me like a good Batman movie. Doesn't have, like it, I have no idea what this is going to be as long as as long as they treat the character serious and everything like it's a win for me. I we no one knew what we were getting with Batman Begins, right? Like Christopher Nolan. Like I remember I remember renting Insomnia and Memento. I was like, all right, because that's all he had done, done at that point. I was like, all right, like he can take kind of like. He's a very dark, dark characters and kind of like, you know, have them at odds with each other and everything. And like, you know, um, you know, the memento was about him trying to avenge like his wife's killer. And then insomnia, insomnia, you have, you know, a character that accidentally kills his kills his friend. And like, you know, you have a really iconic, you know, villain take, you know, with Robin Williams you know, as Walter Finch. So it's like, all right, like they have like some elements baked in Christian Bale got cast. I was like, all right, that's a, that's a start. Like I watched American psycho. So back to the story, like uh, me trying to convince my dad to go see Batman begins was like Herculean. Cause I was like, can we go see Batman begins? I think you'll really like it. Cause my dad does not do science fiction. He's never saw Lord of the Rings, never saw star Wars, never saw Harry Potter. Does not do my dad like serious. Don't got time for that made up nonsense. Yeah, so like he likes. <laughs> so his favorite his favorite things are the Wire, the Shield, Law and Order. You know those types of things. More serious, you know. And so like I was like, I mean, I literally said, I said, you went and saw Herbie Fully Loaded about a, you know, an alive Volkswagen bug. I'm telling you, Batman Begins is really good. Let's go. And like I could tell, like he he was kind of like didn't want to go type of a thing, but kind of like all right, you know, like I did go see this movie with your sister. It only be fair. And I was like, I, I remember sitting. We were in the back of the theater, and I remember sitting in the back of the theater. I was like, oh, I hope he likes this movie. I really hope he likes this movie. <laughs> and so like getting like at the end, like when the movie. Like you could tell he really likes it because when he starts thinking like, well, I think this guy – whenever he says, I think this guy's dirty, like like a criminal, like <laughs> some scumbag. It's like, oh, like, he's getting into it now. <laughs> he like, like, he, like he really – so like getting to see that – like if like people ask me all the time, if you go back to one day 
in your life, that would be the day just spending time with my dad, seeing Batman Begins because it kind of it like I can't take my dad to see the Batman. I can't take my dad to see Batman versus Superman. It's too out there. Like as good as those films right. are, I could not Bat- Batman Begins was just grounded enough to hook him. Right. And there's like there's 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 iconic things like things make sense in regards to like police work. Like I could, like I could just see my dad watching the Batman. Like that's because my dad used to be a police officer. Like I just see my dad watching the Batman. That's that's not how that works. Like just <laughs> I can. I, like, they would I, never let a vigilante just walk into the crime scene like that. Well, you know, some of the things that, you know, he's talking, he talks about, it's like trichinomis or something or whatever the hell he says at the beginning, you, you, you know, when he's like, when, the, when they're using the, like the thumb or whatever, it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, the, so like, I could just see my dad just kind of like rolling his eyes, but like being able to see that and like, I'm probably not doing this, you know, this story as, as much justice, you know no pun intended of, of Batman begins, but like seeing that with my dad, like I remember he was hungry after we went and got fast food and like, there was a, like a super souped up like 1967 Pontiac GTO that like, like you could just hear, like it was like a muscle car, like just like, like if I could go back to that day, just to see that film with him. And then obviously, you know, like we got to see the dark Knight because of it. And then the dark Knight rises. So like, it was just moments like that for me where like Batman begins, gave me this day with my dad that, you know, when I pass away, you know, that's one of the things I'll probably play, you know, as like, you know, my life is flashing before my eyes, like that moment right there. So it gave me, it gave me a moment, you know, I, me and my dad don't have a ton of moments like that together. Um, you know, like me and him going hunting or something like we just don't have a ton of moments together like that. So just seeing that and kind of like being vindicated and validated because he was talking about the movie, how he liked it and everything. And like, I don't remember a ton of conversation about it. Like I just remember him saying, you know, that Earl character, I wonder if he's going to come back because he was dirty. I wonder if they're going to like, I'm just like this most innocuous character in the film. Like, because he, because he treated, because he treated Bruce Wayne's, you know, company bad and Lucius Fox bad. Like he's, he's gotta be dirty. (laughs) <laughs> like he's like I, he's like i wonder if he's coming back because like like because he got his comeuppance at the end of the film so and like it was just like a really like the, seeing that like i will always like chris nolan gets a lot of kind of shit these days well not anymore after oppenheimer but like interstellar and you know uh the dark knight rises and tenet like he kind of gets shit for but like the that like no other movie is ever – I mean the dark – obviously like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight, but no other movie was kind of like – I got my dad to kind of like for a moment in time to enjoy a character that I've loved my entire life as much as I did, if that makes sense. Right. So so I'm sorry for going long-winded on that, but like to me, like it will always be Batman. And I've posted about that on, twi- on Twitter so many times. And I I always love sharing that, like sharing that with people, you know, like just convincing him and then him enjoying it, like as much as me, you know, getting to see 
you know, that film. I mean, me and my dad see, have seen movies together. You know, we saw Green Mile when I was a kid. We saw Semi-Pro. Like, my dad doesn't go to movies a lot. But, like, those are the – like, of the movies we've seen, those are the films we've seen. So That's cool, though. Like, it's, it's awesome that you have that moment in time that you can just kind of look back on fondly and cherish forever. Because, like, me and my mom go see movies all the time together. We saw, you know, we've seen Harry Potter together. You know, we've seen Titanic. We've seen a bunch of all these different films, like, you know, but to see getting my dad to go out with me, you know, to, you know, to see, because I'm not the baby of the family, like my my sister is, obviously. And so daddy-daughter days are always kind of like a thing. So getting, you know getting because i mean me and my mom once saw the matrix the matrix reloader matrix revolution spider-man spider-man 2 like you know all these you know all these different films so for him to kind of like because i'm like a huge i was a like super film buff way back in the day i still kind of am but it's not i'm not as obsessive um and like like obviously a huge batman fan too at the time so it was just nice to kind of like have that moment in time if you could, if i could freeze frame the only thing i regret is i wish i would have taken i wish me and my dad would taken a picture together you know outside the theater after or before so so if i ever have kids you know obviously i'm going to go do that you know with my kid but you know kids but like to me that was such a moment in time the moment like just freeze that for like if I could freeze that for just another second, you know, just it's just so vivid in the you know, and then like like I just remember the bat flaps, you know, at the beginning it shows you know the bat symbol, and then all of a sudden it's that you know that rotating camera or whatever where it makes it look like everything's super fast, you know, Rachel and everything. Yeah. So. Makes me want to go watch Batman Begins again. <laughs> you know that does sound pretty good right now. Just. Like like another like, Christopher Nolan like, movie marathon. I didn't have to convince my dad to go see the Dark Knight. I didn't have to go convince my dad to see the Dark Knight Rises. He wanted to go with me to see those things. <laughs> there you know, mission, mission accomplished. <laughs> so, so that's like like again like just what um like I couldn't tell you what day we saw it on. I don't know if it was a Friday, a Saturday, whatever. But I just remember seeing you know in Lapeer, Michigan. At some like back in 2005, me and my dad had see, seen Batman Begin. So, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, it was a good story. I, I appreciate you sharing it with us. So, um, with that, we would I would say Batman Begins is the best Batman film. We before we go, before we go, since we haven't done this, I don't know how how long have you been we've been recording for. It's been almost an hour um do you want to do a quick list of like our top five favorite batman films Ooh. we haven't done that in a minute in like, a minute okay there's been, yeah. we there's can get been into some it Batman stuff that's come out recently so um so if you want to start like i we we were literally just throwing this off the cuff so okay so i give and you got to give a secretive word too so and a secretive word that's right um so five my five Favorite Batman movies? Is that what we're, t- we're doing? Five favorite Batman movies? It could be. It could be an animated. It could be like Under the Red Hood. It could be Mask of the Phantasm. It could be. Okay. Um, Sixty six. It could be in, in, any live so, action. So these are not really in a particular so, order. 
So I, was, I guess if I had to pick, action, but it can't be live. It has to. It can be any any Batman film. Any action, okay. Animated so, or live action. So my top five, I'm gonna go. Uh, Batman: Return of the Joker. Really? Damn. That's up there. Um, you, just, you just pulled. You just pulled your cock out. <laughs> I do that on the daily. Uh, oh, Mask of the Phantasm is up there. Holy shit! Return of the Joker. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I love me Batman Beyond. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Return of the Joker, Mask of the Phantasm, The Batman, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight. Damn! Like, I, have we done commentary track for Return of the Joker? I don't remember. Got. Guys listening, have we done this? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that might have been something we did of Tom at some point, but I don't think I, we I honestly can't remember. I don't think I don't think we've done Return of the Joker. I don't think we've done any commentary tracks for. I think we might have done like we. Tried I know we. Do- I know we did Batman Beyond episodes. Yes. I don't know if we ever did the movie. Might be something we need to do later on. Like I am so down to do, uh, I am so down to do an episode of Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker commentary track, and maybe well, there maybe, we go, and maybe I can convince Paul Dini to come on and do it with us. Ooh. You let me some Paul Dini. What do you think about that, Kyle? Um, oh, what would so, what would your five be? Um, Batman Begins. And like it's like and like so Batman Begins is number one for me, mm. and then it's like it's like two and like it's they're like kind of like put together. I'd say the Dark Knight, and then Mask of the Phantasm. So like they're they're for me they're tied. So I, I guess uh, like I don't know like it's I, close enough. They're close enough. They're so close. <laughs> together. And then after that would be. Batman eighty nine. Okay. I, I and like the reason for that is because it, Batman eighty nine for me is like you. It's so iconic. It kind of like introduced. Yeah, it's um, like your entry into uh, the character. Um. So Batman begins. I got Mask of the Phantasm. I got The Dark Knight. I got 89 and then last. What's your wild card? I don't know. Like that's throw, a, throw us a curveball. I like I really like Return of the Joker. I like, really do. But I kind of I I think I've seen Under the Red Hood more more. I think Under the Red Hood is really good. But I'd probably have to say Return of the Joker as well. Okay. Because because the, the just the idea of old man Bruce seeing like the Joker and like his face when he sees the Joker again after he thought he Joker died. He's like, No, not and, you again. And then like and then like at the end where, you know, Terry is kinda like irritating the Joker. It kind of like he's like you have never done this, and I'm gonna do. You know, what I'm saying like so. I don't know. Like to me, to me, it's like it's if I would say 
Return of the Joker is number five, and then honorable mention would be Under the Red Hood. Okay, I like that. So, uh, any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions for me? Uh, I do like the animated versions of the Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Those animated ones are really good. Um, there was a... What was another one I saw? Like there, there was a stint, a stint there where there were a lot of really good Batman animated movies back to back to back, pretty much. Batman versus Robin. Or Batman. Remember where I, I, that one had like Damian Wayne in it, right? I, I, th- yeah. I do remember liking that. I don't know if I'd put it in like my honorable mentions, but it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Like I just that moment where Nightwing beats the shit out of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> just pulls over the. He pulls the sword over, just hits him. Yeah. <laughs> for all the, the Damian Wayne haters out there, I'm sure they love it. Um, yeah, for me, honorable mention probably under the Red Hood. Then, um, but there were a bunch. There were definitely a bunch right there that were kind of uh, Dark Knight Returns is really good, really good. Even though, even though I have a problem, I still have a problem with Peter Weller's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't, he didn't have like a proper. Like of all of all, and like I always felt like Kevin Conroy should have done the Dark Knight Returns. I love Peter Weller as RoboCop, and I think he does a really good job as Bruce and Batman. But to me, like he didn't, he didn't modulate that voice. Like you know, what I'm saying, like there was no. Right. He, he kind of just stuck to being himself. You know, like. He, <clears throat> And it's great and everything. So, um, do you want to do? Do you want to do Batman games real fast, and then we'll do one other thing. Um, we probably should do like an episode of this again, kind of updating everything. Um, I know we're kind of doing it yeah. just for Batman Day. Do you like? Do you want to do top three favorite Batman games? Top three, I would say Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Thought about saying Arkham Origins, but it would be kind of weird just to put three Arkham games there. Are they going to say the Batman Telltale game? I do like the Batman Telltale game. I think that might be my third. Yeah, Batman Telltale. I don't know. Honorable mention to some of the like old school classic ones, like the the Batman what was it Batman eighty nine for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Hard but fun. Um, top three, they're going to be Arkham games. It's going to be, and and honestly, there's two because I can't stand Arkham Knight. Still haven't beaten that game. <laughs> we don't and talk like, about Arkham Knight. So, and I've I've like I so I got Arkham City first, and I honestly I, like two weeks ago I just rebeat the game. Like I'm not even joking. Like I've really Asylum and City hold up really well. I have not. They're still I've, great games. So so like my problem with Asylum is like I played it. After I played City, uh, yeah. So you're like, I, I want to just fly around, but this place is tiny. <laughs> so and so, like, so like for me, I I've, I probably only played that game for like an hour, and like I don't know if I should play it. Like I don't know if it's worth it. If that makes sense, where you got such an iconic, you know, like the definitive Batman game is Arkham City. I, I will say, I think the gameplay of City is the best. I think I like the story of Asylum more. I'll take that how you will. 
Um, I will take that how I will. <laughs> yeah. And then and then number two for me is Origins. I just think that movie that that movie that game is criminally underrated. Yeah, agree. It's, it's fun. The fact that we can't get uh, a remaster of that, like I got, I'd have to go plug in PlayStation Three to play that game is criminal. It's great game. It's short. It's fast. It's fun. It felt like it felt like a, a direct sequel to um, Arkham City. Uh, like even even the even the, who was it? Who was the who was the villain that you literally pushed like X or whatever? And it's like, and you beat him. Oh, it was a uh, shocker. I can't remember the electrocutioner. Yeah. Shocker. Some, Spider-Man. Something like, yeah. Yeah. I just remember he had like electric gauntlets or something. He <laughs> was like, I'm gonna get you. And then you're just like, boop. Triangle. <laughs> One button and he's down. <laughs> and like, and like, I remember we played that game because we were working together at the time, and like we were like you were like like an hour ahead of me, like every step of the way of that game. And you're like, just wait until, just wait until you. Yeah, I, I would come in the work, be like, oh man, you got you got to catch up in Origins. This, this shit's getting really good. And it's like, and like, I don't remember anything about that game other than that. Other, I just remember it being around Christmas time, and like, you had like a really good Christmas score with it with Batman, and like Batman and Christmas kind of like go hand in hand, you know, Batman Returns. Um, but yeah, like for me, there's only two: it's Arkham City and then Arkham Origins. I, I maybe I should go. I, is there a remastered version of Arkham Asylum? Did there's, it come out? There's back? gotta be. There, there. <laughs> These companies are re-releasing games all the time. So, so I know I have the remaster of or not Origins, but of City and Night, which I've never beat. I've never beat. Like once you got into Take Man Begins mode, I'm just like, no. What do you mean? It, That's like three quarters of the game. It, it just made no sense. It's like we're, we're like, hey, can you give us? Can you give us the Batmobile on the third one? And they're like, we're gonna give you so much. Like, oh, we're gonna give you the Batmobile, all right? <laughs> we're Straight up your bum. <laughs> There's gonna be so much Batmobile. You're gonna hate that we gave you the Batmobile. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, we know you want. You guys have been wanting to drive the Batmobile. We decided that might be a little too boring, though. So we mounted a turret on top of it, and you're gonna roam around the city destroying unmanned vehicles because Batman doesn't kill people. And it, the 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 mechanics of driving the Batmobile because you're going through skyscrapers. Remember? Yeah, there was like the grapple hook on it. You like swung around with the Batmobile. God, that game was such a mess. <laughs> and that that broke that company. They have not been the same since Arkham Knight. They, they, I don't think they've even released a game since then. We're still waiting for the Suicide Squad game. <laughs> so so what what's up with that? Um, last, so last I heard that they did kind of like a, like a trailer. They're like, Hey, here's kind of like what the game's going to be. Like, I of course they, it's a very like loot driven item driven game. It's not very story focused. It's more like, Hey, you're just gonna, you're going to kill the same enemies over and over and over again, trying to get a gun with a bigger number on it. And that's, that's the game. Um, well, they had some, some game 
gameplay trailer or like some gameplay and people complained about it and they're like, oh God, we got to go back and refix everything. Yeah. Right. Is that true? I I think people were complaining that all the characters played pretty much the same. Like you, like no matter which character you're playing, you kind of just ran around with a gun and shot people, which, you know, for a character like Deadshot, that's fine. But it's a little weird to be doing that as Harley Quinn and uh, King Shark or who else was part of the crew there. So, like, it just felt, like, incomplete, very un- unfinished. Um. So, what is the secret little... Um. The the secret phrase for the giveaway is bat nips. Bat nips? Bat nips. I thought you were going to say Batmobile turret. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, leave a comment saying bat nips... Retweet us, do whatever else Justin wanted you guys to do, and you get yourself entered into the giveaway. Perfect. And that's going to do it for episode 203. It's 203, right? Yeah. <laughs> 203 of Shit on Batman. So, again, happy Batmo- Batmobile. Happy, happy Batmobile Day. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine if that became its – because everyone's getting a day now. Uh, yeah, I just- Batman gets a day. Why can't we have a Batmobile day? It, it, it just makes sense. Um, so that'll do it for episode 203 of uh, Shailen on Batman podcast. Make sure that you are doing all that you can to uh, support this podcast. And uh, make sure that you are following us on social, social media. I know Kyle is kind of like. I, I don't really do the social media thing now. Like. I'll post uh, stuff on YouTube every once in a while, but that's that's really the extent of it. So follow Kyle. Uh, he wants you to follow him on Looney Kyle, and he wants you to be all up in his DMs. Of course. Because Kyle is always... The spicier, the better. Yes. 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 I was going to say something, but I was like, that might be inappropriate. Um <laughs> So make sure that you're doing all that you can to support us. You can follow me on uh, X at uh, Batman Shanlin. Follow us on X at Shanlin on Bat. And then go to our Facebook page, the Shanlin on Batman podcast. And that's going to do it. Peace.